Welcome to Special Needs Moms Circle of Strength, the podcast where we shine a spotlight on the incredible journey of moms who are raising children with special needs. I'm your host, Valerie, and I'm honored to bring you to a place where the voices of these amazing moms can be heard through a collection of narratives that embody resilience, hope, and strength. Whether you're a parent, a family member, a caregiver, a friend, or simply someone seeking to learn, join us as we embark on this journey of resilience, love, and connection. Get ready to be uplifted, enlightened, and inspired. This is Special Needs Mom's Circle of Strength. I'm Valerie, and I'm so thrilled you've chosen to be part of our circle. Welcome to another episode of Special Needs Moms Circle of Strength. Let me know if this is your narrative. I actually feel like a mom now because I've got two kids, I've got the minivan, and I've got library cards. I'm going to be the best mom ever and give my kids the best experience ever. And this is going to mean that my kids need to be in dance class, music class, they need to be on all the sports teams. And they need to be hanging out with the right people. And we need to be living in the right neighborhood. Now hear me. There's nothing at all wrong in having your children do all of these things. This was my narrative. And because this was my focus, I found myself getting sucked into all kinds of committees, activities, and playdates in the pursuit of being the best mom and giving my children amazing experiences. All this was with good intention. But what I lacked was boundaries. We're looking at boundaries right now because we're hitting the season where overwhelmed to perform and be involved is at an all-time high. I will be talking to the collective we today. Boundaries refer to the personal limits and guidelines that a person establishes to define their emotional, physical, and mental space. These limits can be both internal, setting emotional limits on how one allows others to treat them, and external communicating those limits to others. Boundaries are essential for maintaining individual autonomy, fostering healthy relationships, and safeguarding one's well-being by delineating what is acceptable and what is not in various interactions and circumstances. So what's the purpose of boundaries? Well, number one, mental health. Setting boundaries is vital for mental health as it allows each of us to protect our emotional and psychological well-being. When boundaries are established, it helps prevent feelings of overwhelm, burnout, and emotional exhaustion, and I'm sure many of you can relate. By delineating limits on the behaviors and actions that affect our mental state, we can maintain a sense of control over our emotions and reduce stress or anxiety triggered by the actions or expectations of others. How easy is it to get caught up in the drama of others and be brought down low? When we set boundaries, we control whether the drama of others controls us. Number two, relationships. Boundaries are the cornerstone of healthy relationships. They establish mutual respect, trust, and understanding between individuals. Clear boundaries help in defining the parameters of the relationship, ensuring that both parties feel safe, valued, and understood. 
They also foster open communication as each person in the relationship knows what is acceptable and what isn't. This prevents misunderstandings, conflicts, or resentment. So be honest. How many times have you been ticked off when your partner didn't do what you expected them to do? Scott was annoyed at me this one time. There have been many times, but I'm just talking about one time in particular. In his head, he had planned that I would join him in an activity. In my head, I had already planned what I was going to be doing in that time frame. Thankfully, he did not get his nose too much out of joint because he took the time to reflect and asked himself, did I communicate to Valerie that I'd like to go for a walk after supper? The answer was no. And then he asked himself, how would she know that I wanted to go for a walk after supper if I did not indicate that to her? Loved the fact that he took the time to reflect as opposed to flying off the handle, which incidentally is is not Scott's style. Number three, overall well-being. For overall well-being, boundaries are crucial in maintaining a balanced life. They allow us to prioritize our needs, allocate time and energy effectively, and prevent overcommitment. Who is guilty of overcommitment? That would be me. By setting boundaries in various aspects of life, such as work, social interactions, self-care, and personal space, we can create a healthier and more fulfilling, more fulfilling lifestyle. Boundaries also support self-respect and self-care practices, emphasizing the importance of honoring our needs and our limits. In essence, boundaries serve as a protective mechanism that safeguards mental health, nurtures healthy relationships, and contributes significantly to our overall sense of well-being by promoting self-respect, self-care, and balanced living. So what are the signs that you need to be setting boundaries? Are you feeling overwhelmed or drained? Are you feeling resentful or angry towards others? Are you consistently sacrificing personal needs for others? So what are the types of boundaries? Well, we have six. Number one, emotional. Boundaries related to who, when, and how much you let people in. Number two, physical. Boundaries related to your requirements when it comes to your physical space. Number three, sexual. Boundaries related to consent, safety, intimate acts, and communication. Number four, intellectual. Boundaries related to your thoughts and ideas as well as your expectations around how people receive them. Number five, material. Boundaries related to your belongings. And number six, time. Boundaries around how you spend your time, prioritize, and how you want others to relate to the choices that you make. What prevents us from setting boundaries? Why is boundary setting so challenging? Well, let's look. Social conditioning is the first one. Social conditioning and guilt play significant roles in how individuals perceive and establish boundaries in their lives. Society often imposes implicit or explicit expectations regarding how individuals should behave, what roles they should fulfill, and how they should interact with others. These societal norms can influence people to ignore or downplay their own needs and prioritize others, leading to difficulties in setting boundaries. 
gender roles, and cultural influence. So cultural and gender-based conditioning can also impact boundary setting. For example, certain cultures might emphasize collectivism over individualism, which can make asserting personal boundaries more challenging. Gender roles might dictate specific behaviors. With women, for instance, often being socialized to prioritize others' needs over their own. This is the big one, fear of rejection or judgment. Social conditioning can instill fear of rejection or judgment if one were to assert their boundaries. This fear of not being accepted or fitting into societal norms can discourage individuals from communicating their limits or saying no, even when it's necessary to say no. Guilt. Internal conflict. When we attempt to set boundaries that contradict societal expectations or norms, we often experience guilt. And this internal conflict arises from feeling selfish or inconsiderate for prioritizing our own needs over the desires and expectation of others. People-pleasing tendency. Yes, many of us have a tendency to please others to maintain harmony or avoid conflict. Saying no or setting boundaries might evoke guilt as they fear disappointing or upsetting others. Conditional love or approval. In some cases, we might associate setting boundaries with the risk of losing love, losing approval, or losing relationships. This fear of losing connections can lead to guilt when attempting to establish personal boundaries. Overcoming these aspects of social conditioning and guilt involves recognizing and challenging societal expectations, understanding that setting boundaries is healthy and necessary for self-care and healthy relationships, and learning to prioritize one's well-being without feeling guilty for doing so. It often requires self-reflection, assertiveness, and practicing self-compassion to navigate these internal and external influences effectively. The fear of conflict and rejection can be significant barriers to setting boundaries due to the discomfort and uncertainty that they bring. Here's a closer look at how these fears can impact boundary setting. Many of us avoid setting boundaries because we fear conflict or disagreement. We worry that asserting our needs might lead to confrontation, argumentation, or tension in relationships. Some of us value peace and harmony in our interactions, and this desire to maintain a smooth conflict environment might lead us to sacrifice our own needs rather than risk disrupting the status quo. Why add more stress, I hear you say. Some of us haven't developed the necessary skills to express our boundaries effectively without creating conflict. So this lack of confidence in communicating assertively can deter us from setting boundaries altogether. But do know that skills can be learned. We're just going to take a break for a moment and we're just going to listen to our sponsor. Hi there, lovely mums with special needs kids. Take a minute and let's have a little heart to heart from one special needs mum to another. Picture your dream day for your family and most importantly for you. I know, I know, barriers to that ideal day are popping up left, right, and center. Is it the never-ending lack of sleep that leaves you feeling like a zombie? Or maybe you're struggling to muster up the energy to conquer the day. And oh, 
that elusive no time dilemma that seems to haunt us all. Guess what? I've got some fantastic news for you. It's absolutely positively possible to kiss those sleepless nights goodbye, recharge your energy and carve out more precious time for yourself. Yes, you heard that right. And you heard that here. With a personalized approach tailored just for you, you'll be on a path to empowerment, lovely lady. You'll not only survive, but thrive. And not just shine, but shine. Imagine yourself basking in calmness, radiating confidence, feeling capable, and taking full control of your life. This isn't just a dream. It's your reality waiting to happen. So... Get ready to embrace your supermom potential because you're about to crush your day and be the absolute best mom ever. I've got three spots opening up for three amazing special needs moms to get you on your path and on your way with four free sessions. This is Coach Valerie from Coaching with Valerie Ann. Thank you for listening. And now back to the podcast. Fear of rejection, fear of losing relationships. Setting boundaries might mean saying no or expressing needs that differ from others. And this fear of not being accepted or understood can lead us to avoid setting boundaries to maintain relationships, even at the cost of our own well-being. Many of us seek approval and validation from others, whether intentionally or not. The fear of rejection prevents us from setting boundaries as we worry it might result in disapproval or withdrawal of affection. Previous instances of rejection or negative reactions when attempting to set boundaries can reinforce the fear. Past rejections can create a pattern of avoiding boundary setting to prevent facing similar situations again. I know it's hard in the moment, but rejection does not negate learning from the experience and never trying again. Addressing these fears involves building self-confidence, learning assertiveness skills, and reframing the perception of conflict and rejection. Learning and practicing assertive communication techniques can help us express our boundaries confidently and respectfully. Recognizing that setting boundaries is a form of self-respect and necessary for healthy relationships can reduce the fear of rejection. Setting realistic expectations, we need to understand that not everyone may agree with or understand our boundaries, and this helps in accepting potential conflicts or rejections as part of the process. Surrounding oneself with understanding and supportive individuals can provide the encouragement needed to establish and maintain boundaries. Working through these fears involves a gradual process of self-awareness, self-compassion, and practicing boundary setting in manageable steps to gradually overcome the fear of conflict and rejection. Lack of self-awareness can significantly impede the establishment and maintenance of healthy boundaries. And here's an exploration of how this lack of awareness affects boundary setting. So identifying personal limits is number one. So we need to recognize emotional triggers. Without self-awareness, we might not recognize what triggers our discomfort, our stress or emotional responses in certain situations. As a result, we may struggle to articulate our boundaries effectively. Understanding personal needs. A lack of self-awareness might lead to a limited understanding of one's own needs and desires, 
This can make it challenging to communicate boundaries because we might not even recognize what we need in various situations. I would also add that you might consider, have you even allowed yourself to discover what your needs and desires are? Number two, difficulty in asserting boundaries, unclear communication. When we are not fully aware of our limits, our own limits or preferences, we might communicate ambiguous or inconsistent boundaries. We may also lack the confidence to articulate clearly what it is that we want. This ambiguity can cause confusion in relationships and hinder the establishment of clear and respected limits. We cannot rely on the thought, well, they should know what I expect. Overlooking red flags. Without self-awareness, people might overlook warning signs or dismiss behaviors that violate their boundaries, allowing such infringements to continue unchecked. And number three, external validation over internal understanding. Those who lack self-awareness might seek external validation or cues from others to determine their boundaries instead of introspecting and understanding their own comfort levels. So how do we address this lack of self-awareness for better boundaries? Well, mindfulness and self-reflection are the first thing. Encouraging mindfulness practices and self-reflection helps individuals become more attuned to their emotions, their thoughts, and physical sensations, aiding in the identification of personal boundaries. Now notice what behaviors make you feel uncomfortable. Number two, therapeutic support. Seeking therapy or counseling can assist in developing self-awareness by exploring past experiences, emotions, and patterns that influence one's ability to set boundaries. My mom has always said, if there's something out there to make your life easier, then take it and use it. There is no shame, absolutely no shame in seeking professional help. Number three, journaling and self-exploration. Regular journaling or self-exploration exercises can help individuals identify patterns, triggers, and values, facilitating a deeper understanding of personal boundaries. Now, I won't harp on too much because I know that you've likely heard this before. Journaling is a must if anything is going to change with your self-awareness. It's one of the few times we give ourselves permission for it to be all about us. Openness to feedback. Being open to feedback from trusted friends, mentors, or therapists can provide insights into blind spots and also aid in developing greater self-awareness. Cultivating self-awareness is an ongoing process, and this involves introspection, reflection, and a willingness to understand oneself more deeply. As we become more in tune with our emotions, our values, and our limits, we gain the clarity and confidence needed to establish and to maintain healthy boundaries. Now, I realize it can be scary to actually take the time to become more in tune with ourselves. I know I resisted for a long time because I didn't want to acknowledge what I was not doing well. So here's how we set boundaries. Self-assessment. Reflect on your personal values, your needs, and your limits. Understand what you're comfortable with and what crosses your boundaries. Number two, clear and assertive communication. Now imagine a situation where someone frequently borrows your things without asking. This happens in my home. Instead of beating about the bush, a clear and assertive communication approach might sound something like this. 
I've noticed that my things have been used without my permission. I feel uncomfortable when this happens. In the future, please ask me before borrowing anything. And as I mentioned, I use this frequently in my home with my teen. Another thing we can do is using the I statements. Instead of accusing or blaming someone directly, I statements express feelings without assigning fault. For instance, I feel overwhelmed when too many tasks are assigned without prior notice. I'd really appreciate it if we could discuss workload expectations together. How often do we keep silent? We stew, we fuss, we fume, and then we erupt. Another thing we can do is be direct yet respectful. Directness doesn't have to come across as harsh or rude. It's about being straightforward while maintaining respect. For instance, I value our friendship, but I need to let you know that your comments during meetings sometimes feel dismissive. I believe that we can communicate more effectively if we respect each other's perspectives. Now, for me, I sometimes write out what I want to say because that way I can ensure that I'm not being too sharp when I respond. These examples showcase how to effectively employ clear, assertive, and respectful communication by focusing in on personal feelings and experiences without placing blame or causing defensiveness in the other person. And then the third thing is to practice self-compassion. Emphasizing self-compassion in boundary setting is crucial for maintaining a balanced and healthy approach. Here's how you can incorporate self-compassion into boundary setting. First thing, acknowledge your needs. Recognize that setting boundaries is an act of self-care, not selfishness. Acknowledge your own needs and understand that establishing limits is essential for your well-being. Number two, love this one, practice non-judgmental awareness. Observe your feelings and reactions without judgment. Understand that it's normal to feel uncomfortable or anxious while setting boundaries. But these feelings don't define your worth. You are worthy. You are valuable. Number three, validate your emotions. Allow yourself to feel and validate the emotions that arise when setting boundaries. Validate your right to prioritize your needs and your comfort. And number four, offer yourself kindness. Approach boundary setting with a compassionate mindset. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding, just as you would a close friend in a similar situation. Number five, set realistic expectations. Recognize that boundary setting is a learning process and it's okay if things don't go perfectly at first. Be patient with yourself as you navigate this journey. Number six, Self-reflection and self-care. Engage in self-reflection after setting the boundaries. Check in with yourself to see how you feel about the boundaries that you've set. And additionally, practice self-care to replenish your emotional reserves. Can't stress that enough. Number seven, practice self-acceptance. Accept that not everyone may understand or respect your boundaries. It's about valuing yourself enough to honor your limits regardless of what others may think or how they react. And the last one, number eight, affirmations and positive reinforcement. 
Use affirmations or positive self-talk to reinforce that setting boundaries is an act of self-respect and care. And remind yourself of the positive outcomes of maintaining boundaries. So remember, self-compassion is about being gentle with yourself, understanding that you're doing the best that you can, and prioritizing your well-being without guilt or self-criticism. It's an ongoing practice that involves nurturing a kind and supportive relationship with yourself while navigating the complexities of setting and maintaining boundaries. Consistency and reinforcement. We have to communicate our boundaries or else how do we expect people to adhere to them? Boundaries are not limiting. They give us the opportunity to be self-focused. They also protect us. A lack of boundaries leads to a place that we really, really don't want to go, and that's burnout. So to recap, setting boundaries preserves you. Understand the types of boundaries and reflect on which ones you need to implement. Boundaries are challenging because of social conditioning and guilt, fear of conflict or rejection, lack of self-awareness. Signs that you need boundaries include feeling overwhelmed or drained, resentment or anger towards others, and sacrificing personal needs for others on a consistent basis. We set boundaries by self-assessment, communicating clearly and assertively, and practicing self-compassion. So as we slide into this season, set those boundaries so that you can enjoy without overwhelm and guilt. Live with intention embrace the journey. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Special Needs Moms Circle of Strength. We hope today's story has touched your heart, opened your mind, and reminded you that even in the face of challenges, there is always light to be found. By opting to follow this podcast, you remain connected to the power of strength and unity, the potential of love to overcome challenges, and the beauty of a community that understands. If you, as a special needs mom, are looking for connection with other moms and an opportunity to gain some insight and to share your insight, then check the show notes for the link to join the Special Needs Moms Circle of Strength Facebook community. Love to see you there. Until we meet again, continue to draw from the circle of strength that surrounds you. Find courage in the stories we share and know that you are never alone on this journey.